You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's get right into it. We got Chase Kitty on the line. You hear him on the Lion's Edge podcast from BetMGM, and he joins us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Chase, how are you today, buddy? Buddy. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. Would have been a lot better if the Pelicans and Mavs combined for, I don't know, like 108, 109 points in the first half. So before we get in any NFL or college football, any plays for you tonight in the NBA or anything else? Uh, you got some tennis maybe going down, anything else? I would love to say that I'm in like WTA Shanghai or wherever the uh, tennis yeah. stores are, but uh, just early in the week, football season, man, I'm just, I spend the first 48 hours just crunching numbers for everybody. So, I don't really have anything going until Thursday night. Chase, uh, we went to the well with UT Martin last week against Tennessee. They could not get that backdoor cover for us. I'm sure you were watching along with me. That was unfortunate. But I want to know if you're going back against the Vols this week with Kentucky, Georgia looming November 5th. You think Kentucky keeps it close plus 12 and a half this week? I really don't know. I, 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 I struggle with game script for that game. Uh, and, I mean, co-sign on the UC Martin tragedy. I was like 14 beers in in Harrisonburg and just like standing <laughs> in the bus loop, stomping my feet like, no, we were so close to the back door. And people are looking at me very strange. Like, you know, we're not an FCS school anymore, right? Anyway, I, I worry about game script with Kentucky because it, it feels like Tennessee, kind of like they did against Martin, they dumped. 35 points on you in a quarter and all of a sudden with Kentucky you're looking around with their offense like I don't know if they can win a track meet and you know if if that defense gets out of what they're used to doing which is kind of low scoring grinded out sort of game I just wonder about Kentucky's ability to compete in that style of game and so for that reason I would probably stay away from them because I don't know if it's going to be a grinded out or a track meet kind of game. Uh, Chase, so another game, I was looking at some line movement here, college football, and we, you know what, actually, Chase, we're going to hang up, we're going to give you a call back, try to get a better connection. That's uh, Chase Kitty, Lion's Edge Podcast. We're going to try to reconnect as, uh, yeah. kind of uh, sounded like he was calling from a walkie-talkie, yeah, I think I did. heard a niner in there. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, so we will uh, reconnect here with Chase, and I just saw, dude, so Kansas State just flipped from a one-point dog to a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I just saw that. Against OK State. And then Missouri's went down from five and a half yeah. to four and a half. Wanted to talk about those two games. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some interesting I'm, games this week. UCF Cincinnati's a pick 'em. I'm really curious about our game, Peach, going mm. to Ann Arbor, which Ryan decided he couldn't go with us, which was very sad. Um, would love to have him there. Uh, Michigan, twenty two and a half point favorite though. That's, that's a lot of points. That's Trista. a lot of in a points. rivalry game. And Michigan State's dominated that series too ever since Harbaugh's been there. Always played him tough. 
Chase, we were just talking about the fact that me and PJ are actually going to be in Ann Arbor this weekend watching Michigan State, Michigan. Um, you know, obviously, Michigan State, despite you know how bad they are, they've always played Michigan tough. You know, it's obviously this big, huge rivalry. Michigan is a 22-and-a-half-point dog. Total is 54-and-a-half. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game script in Ann Arbor? Probably an under, if nothing else. First of all, rivalry game under. And second of all, I, I don't trust Michigan State really at all. I, they've been – they're kind of like – you know how Indiana was everybody's regression target last year? Like, oh, yeah. they had a great 2020, but they're going to crash and burn. It's exactly what's happening to Michigan State this year. I don't trust Michigan State's offense to do anything against Michigan's defense, but I also have problems laying a bunch of points with Michigan's offense. So I think probably an under for me in that spot. What about Notre Dame-Syracuse? We're this open four and a half. We're down to two and a half right now. The threes are gone for Notre Dame at most spots right now. But Notre Dame, two and a half point dogs against a Syracuse team who hung in tough, man, should have actually probably beat they Clemson probably, last yeah, week. Probably won. What would you do here? That's such a weird number, right? Yeah. I mean, no, Notre Dame's been so disappointing all year, and Syracuse, you would think, even even though the you know the the undefeated you know shine is off of them at this point, you would expect them to maybe be a little bit bigger of a favorite in the spot. And then the line movement toward Notre Dame. I mean, it's it's got to be Notre Dame or pass for me. I, I just put the wraps on uh, on the college football episode of the Lions Edge this week. And, and I didn't make Notre Dame an official play, but I said, look, if you're going to get involved here, it's Notre Dame or pass. And if you're going to get involved with Notre Dame, I would buy back to the three and get the key number. Yeah. Uh, but I would not back Syracuse here. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. Why is Marshall favored by two and a half against Coastal Carolina? Oh, my God, how much time do you have? Do you want me to talk about this game for 45 I'm minutes? Kind of, actually, we, we yeah. Have I, to go, we have to go with Coastal, right? Like, here, I know yeah. it looks too easy, but, I mean, this is where Grace McCall and Jamie Chadwell, this is their bread and butter, these kind of games. Coastal money line, one of my favorite bets of the week. Look, Marshall has had a terrible month and a half, and they go to Harrisonburg. The, JMU, I was at the game, like I just said uh, five minutes ago. JMU could have played UT Martin this past weekend, and UT Martin would have won. Like they they found out late Friday that Todd Santeo, the quarterback, it was a scratch because of a freak oblique injury in practice. So they throw the second string kid in there, and he just looks bad because he didn't have first string prep all week. Half the offensive lines out. Like Marshall was always going to win that game the way it played out. But now they're getting respect like, oh, Marshall figured it out. It had nothing to do with Marshall, how they won that game. It had everything to do with how hurt JMU was. They're basically playing an FCS too deep. So I love going against Marshall in this spot. They shouldn't be laying points to Coastal. Coastal's had a buy to figure out some of their problems. Love Coastal on the money line. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. There's just so many games that I'm I'm wanting to kind of get your thoughts on. Let's just go over to this Wake Forest-Louisville game. Like you said, we've talked about Louisville all year. Very up-and-down team. Like, when they look good, they look really good. They're at home to a Wake Forest team that just feels like they are clicking. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game? Well, I mean, you said it perfectly, Trista. What Louisville team am I going to get if I'm betting on Louisville here? Wake Forest maybe doesn't have – yeah, the the height and the ceiling of some of the other top end ACC teams, but they they are super consistent week to week, and yeah. so I would be kind of comfortable here laying the short number on the road with Wake Forest. 
with the understanding that if, if Louisville gets a 19 when they roll the D20, then your bet's probably dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chase, another interesting game. You have Ole Miss, who you know came back down to earth a little bit last week. Now they go on the road to take on Texas A&M, and Texas A&M has been terrible this season. Also, oh. they have three more injuries on their offensive line. What would you do in this game? I still think that A&M's probably the right side, and I think Ole Miss is probably going to win maybe one more game the rest of the way. Yeah, are they going to make a bowl game, Chase? So... I described this exact scenario for Ole Miss at the beginning of the year where it was like, look, they're going to be 5-0 and or 6-0 and when you look at their schedule, but the back end is brutal, and I, it's why I liked the under for their season win total. Not because I thought they were bad, but because the number was so high and the schedule gets really hard late. I agree with you, Ryan. The, the, the number is kind of fishy here. Texas A&M, I couldn't tell you anything about what their offensive line is going to look like. I couldn't tell you what the game script is for how they win this game, but when you look at the number, it does seem like A&M is the right side here because two and a half is just one of those funky numbers that, that always kind of makes you scratch your head and go, hmm, what's going on there? And the fact that Ole Miss is, is such a juicy two and a half on, a, on the road against a team that's been so disappointing like A&M, it just kind of raises my dander a bit. Chase, one of my favorite spots I love betting in college football is when a team loses on a look-ahead spot and then backing them the following week. We saw that with Kansas State losing to Tulane, and then they beat Oklahoma. This week, it's Central Florida. They lost to ECU last week as five-point favorites. Now they host Cincinnati, and it's a pick em. Minus 110 each way. I like UCF, one of my favorite plays of the week. What are you doing in this game? really know to be honest with you uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to get to a side by the, by the end of the week I, I guess I lean UCF which is a bit of a departure for me because in a pick situation I usually favor the road team just because of the meta you know to, you, you pull a hundred betters and you say hey which side do you like here in this roughly even you know, game they're, they're going to favor the home team and so you're going to have a, a ticket and a liability handle that's tilted toward the whole team so I kind of favor the road team uh, but it's just something about the situation maybe it's exactly what you laid out that now they're kind of smarting off of the loss to East Carolina I thought the better situation with UCF and Cincinnati honestly was if you went back to last week uh, and this isn't me playing the result because I said it last week on the podcast I thought the better approach was hey bet ECU last week bet Southern Methodist last week and then lay out from this UCF-Cincinnati game, which isn't very fun because it's a big game. But I just thought the spot was a look ahead for both teams and the numbers were more favorable. So that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Let's go over to the NFL, Chase. Uh, Why help me understand this? And I know that there's bounce-back spots and teams get angry and there's bulletin board material, but it just doesn't make a lot of football sense why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – are only a one-and-a-half-point dog to the Ravens. Yeah, I think it's weird, too. I, I mean, I, I, so you could make the case, right, that Tampa is just in full-blown meltdown mode, right? They, they had a coaching change from last year to this year. All this weird stuff that's going on with Brady, their offensive line's in shambles. They've got injuries all over the offensive side of the board. Now the defense, which it, it felt like the last, remaining consistent part of that team was well at least you know the defense is going to show up every week they got run all over by carolina and backup running backs like names we mostly know because they were good in the big 12 a few years ago chuba hubbard and yep. dr foreman so it's it's a super weird situation my issue with baltimore is they cannot close games i mean they 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 jump out to like decent three or four point halftime leads 
They fumble the ball late. They give up leads. And, and every bet, it seems like, in the fourth quarter with Baltimore laying points is in peril. So it, it seems to me like Baltimore is the better team and that I, I don't know how you back Tampa in this spot other than you're buying low after a catastrophic loss to Carolina. But the question you have to ask yourself, I think, handicapping Tampa is, look, is it a blip or a trend? And for me, I'm not convinced that the Tampa loss to Carolina is a blip. It, it feels like the ship is sinking, and I would not go near that. Chase, we only got about two more minutes. Another line that stinks in the NFL is this Titans-Texans game. We're on the opener. You had the Titans five-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't love this team, but Mike Vrabel's a great coach, and right now they lead that division. And you have the Texans. The three's not even there anymore. It's down to two-and-a-half. What would you do if you had to play this game? Would you just go Texans money line if you're going to grab the two and a half plus two and a half at home? I, I never really want Houston money lines. I like to take the points with them. I think they're a decent underdog. I, I was with them in, in in Las Vegas last week, and oh, of course, me too. I didn't. Yeah, it didn't work out. But I, I think when you get good points with them, uh, it works out more than it doesn't. I just, I definitely wouldn't take the money line, and, and even at two and a half now, you're you're. You're kind of getting into that zone where, yeah, it's a divisional game, but how much do two and a half points really help you in an NFL spot like that? So I, I kind of maybe think about some buyback on Tennessee, even though I do generally like to play Houston as a dog at home. Really quick, about a minute, Giants three-point dogs at the Seattle Seahawks. The Giants just keep finding ways to win games despite who the opponent is. PJ's going back to the Seahawks well, fading the Giants. What say you? So I had the exact same read as PJ on the Jags-Giants game last week. The difference was I didn't play it because it was like I, I just I, I'm tired of trying to pick the spot where where the regression ends up happening right. for the Giants. Yes. So I would play Seattle because I think they're the better team and the more sustainable offense. But I just don't want to get involved and try to start predicting or keep trying to predict when the Giants thing is actually going to fall apart and they're going to regress to the mean. Chase, thanks so much, man. Enjoy your night. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Chase. See you guys. That was Chase Kitty on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Good stuff there from Chase. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's the right take. A lot yep. of people are going to have that. They're going to see the spread, and they're going to be like, Seattle's probably the right side, but I just don't want to bet against the Giants, and I completely understand that. It just hasn't been a good a good scenario so far. This this has got to be the most square weekend so far in the NFL, yes? Oh, my God. Last Ryan weekend, and I took a beating. And got killed. <laughs> and I, I have had the best Saturday. I said I have, to, I have to watch my volume on Saturday. Oh, no. Saturday was great. Everything was hitting. And then all of a sudden I get to Sunday, and I don't. I won one bet. One, all, I had the Bengals. That was all I won all day. Sunday Sunday was tough. Was the, I, I were, couldn't even get over Bengals, 12 and a half rushing attempts for Aaron Jones. Were the Bengals a sharp play or were they a yeah. public play? I, I don't uh, know. They I don't actually know. Who knows? I had the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. That I had the Colts only. and the Jazz. The AFC really North big. saved me. That was it. Those three games. Yeah. No, it was tough. Well, we move on. I love the college board this week, and I have like 15 bets. I'm only betting one thing in the NFL, this, and I cannot and be talking about that's the Packers into, plus 12. Well, actually, two things. I also like, I love the Detroit Lions this week, too. I like them. Patriots, I'm telling you. Patriots. I don't know, man. I got to find out what we're doing there. Play.